Hello, hello, hello. We are back, back at it again. Um, at a different place, of course. I think that every single episode, we should make it at a different location. I don't know. We'll see with my team. But I am so excited to have this conversation with someone that I truly admire in the industry. And um, I mean, her and I have been walking together for years and evolved together. And so exciting to finally have this conversation. It's been a dream for me. Uh, to sit down with her and have a one-on-one. It's finally happening. God's time. Ladies and gentlemen, media entrepreneur, endo activist, news anchor, my big sister in the industry, Haona Dimitwe. Hi. Hi, girl. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. You know, I want to be very honest. I'm feeling a little exposed because I'm sitting here thinking, okay, where are we going to take this conversation? (laughs) Because we have so many intimate conversations. Yeah. Yeah. On the phone, especially, yeah. you know, we go for hours just yeah. like pouring it all out. So I'm like, okay, so. So we're pouring okay. it all out with the camera. Okay. So apparently I have like a little voice at TV and yeah, yeah. you. So I'm going to try and speak to you the way I speak to you on the phone. <laughs> That's what I'm going yeah, to uh, 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 yeah, so We all do. All, all broadcasters have that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm on a, I'm not even aware of it when I do it, but it's like, okay. Are we to your station of choice? And really? I'm like, okay, is that how I talk when I should I just be like, I'll be to your station of choice? Is it wrong though? Or be to your station of choice. But it's 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 the the standard globally. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so I, I just think it depends on the platform. I think also at the end of the day, we're performing, guys. We are performers. Yeah. We're on stage. You know what I mean? So but I I, I completely understand this is a conversation, like, mm-hmm. you know, we should sort of like, okay, how would we yeah. do it over the phone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, where do we start with you? There's so many things I want to talk to her about. Um, and I think we've had different conversations with you, us as media personalities with you. Um, but there's certain things that I feel like we haven't really gotten to know how Ilimoto, as is your spirit, your soul, your being, your character, um, how you think, why you think the way you think, um, outside every other thing that has happened to you yeah. or rather for you. Um, so let's start first of all with the very beginning um, when you first got on, was it radio? I think, yes, it was radio. Tell me about that. <laughs> oh my God. I know you've said this. Very I times. think, yeah, I think, you know, for me, radio happened to me, right? Yeah. The media space in this particular context just happened to me mm-hmm. because it was never really something that I'd ever, ever, ever imagined. I, I'll be honest with you. I loved radio growing up. I'd listen to Bushake, the mix, mix at Colbo, Dedication Corner, but never imagining myself as the person behind the mic. That is my honest truth, right? But... I landed on radio because I needed a job. I had a media qualification. I couldn't, uh, you know, be on stage the way I wanted to be on stage as a performer, uh, you know, in theater, as an actress. So it happened, right? I applied for the job. I got it. So my first day on radio was horrific. It was Mm. devastating. I was, you know, struggling because just the thought of so many people listening. I don't have anything good enough to say. So it was, it was. Horrible. I've always wanted to ask you, Jorge, because even now when you're speaking, um, just the fact that you were doubtful of like, oh my goodness, how's it going to be? How am I going to sound? How, like growing up, have you always been doubtful of yourself? Or were you always confident along the way? No. You started no, to no. go, oh, no, 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 no. I, I grew up a very reserved, shy, 
uh, to a large extent, insecure little girl. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So even me finding the stage, I remember I fell in love with the stage in primary school. So would have these uh, class plays. Yeah. I think every term a class would have, you know, have to perform at the assembly. I don't remember how it worked. Uh, and then end of year Christmas performances. So, you know, I think... I fell in love with that because it gave me an opportunity to escape okay. this little girl who. So you were aware that I am a bit insecure. I think I, I was. I, I, I wasn't so, able okay. to define it mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. but all I knew is that I don't like this person. Mm-hmm. But when I'm given another name and you know a different character to play, yes. then I can do that. Yeah. So I yeah. wasn't aware of what it was. It's only now, in retrospect, that I'm able to you know, analyze it and, you know, break it down as, oh, okay, so I was escaping, you know, because even in class, I had a good voice. I I loved reading. My mom, you know, was a librarian, so would go to the library every day. And I loved reading. You know, she was that woman who'd make sure that every day, we summarize a book that we read at the library during the day, you know, when we're waiting for her to knock off. So I loved reading. So I'd read out loud to the class. That's something that I loved. But as far as, oh, me, 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 I think, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it was never me. So that's how I fell in love with the stage. Mm-hmm. So then, that was all I did throughout primary. That was like my, you know, platform that I escaped onto. Mm-hmm. I went to Malga Junior Secondary School. I continued with drama. Mm-hmm. You know, always in the like drama performances. Even was even part of a community theater group at some point. I remember we went to perform in Harare, oh, and wow. I play one. So that was just me. Then went to GSS, continued on that path. So then eventually I was like, this is what I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. I guess because it was, it felt so, so, so comfortable. Uh, you know, there was, uh, it was my path of least resistance back then yeah. because it was the one thing that I could do so well. Little did I realize that I was escaping. Yeah. I was trying to not be me. Yeah. But at some point it caught up with me. At some point it caught up with you yeah. and that was on radio. That was on radio. When now everybody, when you get on radio, look, when you get on TV, on anything, guys, in the industry, you always have this thing where you feel like you have to be like the other person. Yeah. yeah. You know, because that person did so well, you yeah. think that's what you're supposed to do, whether it's from your wardrobe, from the way you present, or yeah. the kind of content you want to do. If that's what's working, you think that's what's going to happen. Exactly, yeah. And that's what happened with you on radio. 100%. And now you're like, who am yeah. I? Who am I? I remember back then, Nantle Tema was you know, a big deal. You know, I think she was such a force within the media space as a, as a TV presenter. I think she was on channel O back then. So I loved Nantle. So for me, that was my first point of reference because I loved watching her. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be like her. Because she also looked so cool. She sounded cool. So I started trying to sound like her. So back then there was this whole whatever, whatever in the hizzle or shizzle. That's what she did. So that's what I did on radio. So I came on and I actually called myself Lady Jizzle in the hizzle, you know. I can only imagine how whack I sounded, but that was me. And another thing, you know, of course now I'm surrounded by by. All these men, bo bo needing to beg then, bo sly, you know, bo bo tato, uh, bo emexi. So then I look around and I'm like, okay, I'm going to borrow a little bit from each of these guys. And from sly, he had these jokes that he shared every day on air. I started scripting jokes. So I literally Google <laughs> and script and I'd share jokes on air, you know. But fortunately, all of this happened in the graveyard shift. So I had the time to learn and figure it out, you know, doing graveyard literally 12 to 3 and at some point 3 to 6. 
I think the first two years. Wow. Right. And I had a Saturday slot and that had a lot of talking, a lot of engagement interviews. So I never really had to worry about who am I in yeah. those platforms because it's just facilitating for other people to present. Yeah. So yeah, so that's how it started. And it took me from 2006, 2008, I think that is when I was like, no, 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 no. What? What made you to get to that point? Because now I was given this major slot. I got who a said mid- what, morning. what you were doing was wrong. No one did, but I was struggling. So how you know you how, how struggling? because I would feel so horrible after the, you know every day I got off air, I'd feel like mm. hey, I'd feel like I was lying to the audience. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I would honestly feel like I was like the opinions I was giving weren't mine because I'd Google for opinions on certain things. I'd go on to uh, I think back then it was just Google. There was no Facebook, you know, social media. And see what opinions there were on whatever, whether it's current affairs. And then I'll take this article from News24 and present it as my take on yeah. things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that is what I did. And still I dreaded, I dreaded being asked what my take on things was, right? Mm-hmm. The one thing I remember back then that I was passionate about was Big Brother. Mm-hmm. So I would watch Big Brother and I started actually being a Big Brother correspondent on other shows. So that <laughs> is, I think that was the one thing that I absolutely loved and I would just... Literally just share my, my honest opinion on yeah. But everything else just felt fake. So I think at that point, it was a turning point because I was like, hey, hon, are you going to continue on this? Yeah. Are you still going to continue trying to be funny? Yeah. You know you're not funny. Yeah. Are you still going to continue trying to be, you know, smart? Because in my head, I was trying to be smart because I didn't trust that I had it in me, right? So I think I really had to introspect and I don't even know what triggered that. But just the thought of, are you trying to tell me I'm going to do Three hours, Monday to Friday, of lies. So, but I want to find out, like, you seem to have enjoyed the Big Brother. Do you realize I'm enjoying this? Do you realize that this is different? I like this. Yeah. Yeah. How can we keep this going and not that? Thank you very much for that. Because Big Brother was now, these Big Brother reports, was me doing what I naturally enjoy. Not trying to do what I perceive as what somebody on radio should do. Right. It was just me literally sharing a conversation I had with Rhea with the next person. I get it. That's very authentic. That's an organic flow of, you know, conversation. So that's what Big Brother was. I religiously watched Big Brother. I would wake up in the middle of the night. So I didn't have to act. It was just me. So even the doing it on other shows, I didn't overthink it. Mm. It was just somebody saying, You know just telling them. Thank you. And the reason why I'm happy you asked that, because I think that is what then determined the switch. Because it's like, the things I like doing. How about I share more of that? How about I use this platform? To share the kind of things I like. Did you not feel like you're being selfish though with your platform? I always felt that way with radio where I feel like because it's someone else's platform, unlike with this, I will do what I want. I'll talk about what I want. But when I'm on radio or on someone else's um, TV show and I'm a presenter on it, I feel like I'm responsible for everyone else listening and the mandate of the particular radio channel and yeah, because I felt yeah. like that when I was... Yeah. At, so so in this in. particular case, the RBT's mandate was to, to inform, educate, and entertain, right? Yeah. So I think I knew that the things I loved would either inform, yeah. would entertain, or educate people. Because yeah. what do I like? I loved reading back then. Okay, I wish I still 
was that passionate about reading, but I loved reading. So when I thought about it, I was like, but reading is, you know, empowering, right? I loved, you know, I just started my therapy sessions back then. So I was like, I also love growing and evolving and being better. Is there anything wrong with me sharing sharing this with the audience? No, of course not. And I, you know, I'd always been an entrepreneur at heart. And actually, before I started on radio, I wanted to set up a mobile hair salon. I had a whole business model coming also from a family of entrepreneurs. So that is another thing. I was like, I'd love to not from my own experience, but to get resource people from the entrepreneurial uh, space to come and share with young people who are trying to become is there anything wrong with that? You know, yeah. I'm empowering. I'm informing. Mm-hmm. Maybe not entertaining. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. They'll be entertained by the music. Because yeah. I think at that point, I realized I'm not an entertainer in the uh, conventional, yeah. you know, uh, you know, sense. Because back then, we assumed entertainers were uh, DJs mm-hmm. and comedians. You know what I mean? So, and on radio, that's what I thought I had to be. So, I was like, okay, I may not be that but I can inform and I can educate. And that's exactly what I started doing. I want to find out um, from the moment that you felt like, okay, this is what's working. And now you're like, okay, this, I need to figure out how can I bring that and do that? What was happening? Was it a process? Was it days? Was it one day? Like, what happened? You know, were there any debates you were having in your mind? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of self-doubt. Yeah. 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 It was a lot of that. It was a lot of consultation as well. And back then, I wasn't even aware of mentorship. You know, what mentorship became. But I think I had mentors. Yeah. I had people, whether from the industry or people at home, like my brother, my parents, you know, my friends in the industry that I spoke to. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I had to go back to them and have that honest conversation. Conversation, but hey guys, I feel like I'm struggling, right? Yeah. I feel like people don't know me, yeah. and they were my sounding boards, and they validated my, you know, authenticity and just my enoughness. Yeah. You are okay. Exactly, that is good enough. Yeah. You know, exactly that is we. That's what we enjoy about you. You know what I mean? This is the kind of content you bring to us, and this is how you empower us. These are the kind of conversations we have with you, and they flow so you know organically. So yeah, so I mean, so I think it 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 was a lot of consultation because on my own I had a lot of self doubt. I don't want to lie. Yeah. I, I you know I I don't think I could have made that decision on my own. It wasn't just me sitting up at night and. Having conversations like, with myself. I'm going to no, do this. I've got this. this. Is no, it was consultation. It was, you know, you know, just sort of getting people around me yeah. to advise and to validate that thought process. I wanted to talk a little bit about that in terms of mentorship or going to people because I've been in instances where I have sought for advice from people in those moments where you do have self-doubt. And actually, my therapist told me that the self-doubt thing is actually good as creators because we think a lot and you want to make it perfect so it works well yeah you know, it's not actually a bad yes. thing yes mm-hmm. so but even in that self-doubt is now going to make you feel small already yeah yeah <laughs> it's going to make you feel dumb already you're yeah. feeling like that um how did you know who to talk to yeah um how, do you still navigate that even now like who cares? because there's you're in a different space now you know the self-doubt that you had then is not the same as now now you know the value yeah. that you bring but i'm sure there are certain things where you have to go and talk to someone and Absolutely. you're like ah. yeah so i think in my case of course it's a it's a trial and error thing yeah. right but back then it was a you know but when i got on on radio like 
I was somewhat uh, uh, an A student throughout my, you know, my secondary school, primary, secondary. So I remember there were voices when I decided I wanted to do performing arts. Even before I ended up going to Monash for Communications and Media Studies, I remember people within the family who said to me, hey, graduate the humanities. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. There were people who literally belittled me and made me feel like I wasn't good enough because of what I was the path I was choosing to take. So yeah. instantly I knew these are not people to go to. Yeah. There were people who day to day would say, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not when are you getting a real job? Yeah. I knew not to go to people like that. Yeah. But also there were people who stayed wow. up at night and listened to my graveyard show wow. and gave me feedback. The people who shared music with me, yeah. the people who were interested in how I was doing and sort of, you know, sharing bits of knowledge. For it. How about, okay, I think you go break these news. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? The people who gave me feedback about my interviewing style. So yeah. those were the people, whether within the Department of Broadcasting and Services or outside family, friends, relatives, yeah. those were the people that I went to at that moment. I think, it's, yeah, I think you're so good at gravitating to the good in your life. Regardless of what's going on, I think generally, I really, really try. Yeah, you yeah. you just gravitate to those ones. Yeah. You're just like, eh, yeah. yeah, because I think you already know there's already so much noise anyway. I'm just gonna gravitate to those who get me. Yeah. Um, have you ever had any issues with other women in the industry? <sighs> issues. So I think from a beef perspective, mm. right? Never. But from perspective, yeah, being pit is it pit or pit yes. pit against each other right yes, yes. yes. so issues from perspective you are feeling small around them yeah and having to be, realize would you be feeling yeah. small around them because of already how small you feel possibly. or was it also not possible the fact that now you all are just saying you know yeah i guess i'm not but what i then <laughs> thank you so it was a combination of those two things because already i'm dealing with so much self doubt yeah. the first person who says ah no, no. I lash onto that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you see? Yeah. You see? Yeah. Like, who do you think you are? Yeah. Why do you think you deserve these platforms? So I've dealt with that my whole entire life. Yeah. My whole, you know, career. I'm I'm doing better now in that I've I've been able to figure out what I'm I'm comfortable with and what I'm not. I'm able to say no to certain things that I know. You know, I'm able to challenge myself and say yes either way where I know it's an opportunity for growth and I know what I love. I know what I'm good at and I'm constantly. So, and I think I've learned to extend wow. myself the grace to evolve and the grace to not always have it figured out mm-hmm. and the grace to make the mistake and come back from it, mm-hmm. you know, but I still when do everyone have watching, my dear. everyone watching, right? So, so, so yeah, I've, I've always dealt with that. Yeah. And it was more the feeling small was more from already yes. with everyone around me. I feel like okay, she's so much this, she's so much better at yes. this. Oh, look at her. Oh, her voice, her demeanor, her. Yes. And now the moment somebody comes and says, I'm like a prefer a mamang over. So that is the kind of issues I've had with other women. And I've had to work through that. You're not going to make this person your enemy just because of how you feel around mm, them. Mm. This reflects more you mm. and you need to deal with yourself mm. internally yeah. so that you don't walk around seeing women as threats because yeah. I've been through that. Yeah. Where I like the kind of emotions that were evoked around other women, especially industry women, were just so horrible because I'm like almost like they're stepping into my turf, <laughs> right? 
But I realized, so it's just me. Yeah. It's a me thing. I spoke to you the other day. I was feeling like that it just came about with a particular person in the industry. And I was just feeling like, oh, man, okay, you know, maybe we should just put my my tools down. You know what? I'm I'm not doing this. I'm not. I felt there was a point I felt I'm not needed in the industry yeah. because then I was like, ah, you know, because I feel like this is what happens in the industry. Let me know if I'm wrong. Yeah. There's this. There are waves, you know? There's a wave of Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like I I had fit the mold so well for so long that now when I was I was feeling like I'm being challenged to fit a new mold or to challenge myself more, I felt like ah, and you were just like, no girl. Imagine robbing the industry of yeah. of all of this you know yeah. what I mean of yeah. all this energy and the thing about it is I've come to realize that the pie is enough guys yeah. the cake is enough for all of us there's a space for all of us yeah. right there's uh, something that you specialize in that I could never be like do to 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 the level that you're able to execute that yeah. just by being you right so for me I remember having that conversation and thinking no we need yeah. you as you are and yeah. don't even think you need to be anything but that Exactly yeah. that. Because I you know think the I mean? most difficult thing with being a creative in this country is, um, yes, you're good at this. And not even, even if it's not even creative, any yeah. industry, yeah. sometimes you know that you're good at this and this is the value that you can bring. But the, the surrounding circumstances do not depict that. Yeah. They don't really understand what you are, who you are and what you're bringing. And then you want to be like someone else because that's what's working. And you've just kept it. I remember even the next event, I was like, oh my gosh, that event was like so me. Like yeah. so me. I felt so alive. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I need to just keep at that. Yeah. Um, you've always been a big sister to me, like I mentioned at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And when we're at uh, an influencer event recently, um, everyone was saying the same thing about you. Hana is such a big sister. And I asked you, Kanto, how do you do it? When are you close with everyone? I'm just mm-hmm. like, I ain't close with everybody. Yeah. Like, how do you do it? How are you a big sister to every single one of us? Do you think it's something that you you know, had to no, decide not. what I'm going to do. Was it because you're a big sister in your family anyway? Possibly. Yeah. Thank you for even bringing that up because yeah. I wasn't even aware of it. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. It's possibly because I'm already a big sister yeah. in my family. You know what I mean? I've yeah. got two younger sisters and an older brother. But of course, as the oldest girl child, you always, you know, you run stuff. You run the household. You know yeah. what I mean? I know we went through a period where my mom, you know, went uh, to further her studies at some point in London and then she went to Brussels. Mm. And I I just felt I had to step in and be the the, the mommy of the house, yeah. right? Back then, I had a little sister. Like, I think she was a toddler back then. And she was my baby. And I yeah. think I was eight. Yeah. You know, so from age eight, I've been everyone's big sister. Yeah. So I've had to play that role. To a point where at some point I resented, you know, people for, I felt like my childhood was stolen from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. I've actually big, had to. I'm right? sure my sister can feel the same way. Right. <laughs> she's like a big sister with yeah. the boys. And I'm just always like, girl, because I've been this, the only child for the longest. And so I can't relate, guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so for, for the oldest girl child. You, yeah. you just lose. I remember, you know, I keep saying to my mom, and I, I know I make her feel bad, but like, I think we've gone to a point where we can laugh about it. Mm. But I've said to her, I remember 
I think I was about 10, but just because I had two younger sisters, mm. we're going on a family trip. And when we got there, the little girl's jerseys were not there. And I got in trouble yeah. for not. This is a And I'm like, Thinking back, I'm like, yeah. why did I have to make sure that did you still want anything? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. it was that. So I think I've always done it so effectlessly. It's mm. not even something I think about. If anything, I have to think about not being everyone's big sister. Yes. You know, I need yeah. to think about also nurturing the little girl inside of me. Not, uh, okay, I don't want to say not caring, but not being so invested in is everyone yes. around me, okay? But yeah. also I had to learn, like I'm saying, it, it was quite a journey learning to not view Every, especially y- y'all are hot, Rhea. You know, y'all are beautiful and young. And so I had to not look at you guys as threats, but if anything, help, you know, it enable, you know what I mean? Your success, yeah. help ease things for in the industry. Because, you know, of course I had women around me, but I never really had those women holding my hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Say, girl, this is how to navigate the industry. It's okay to yeah. feel that way. You're good. Keep going. I actually had, I remember, you know, and I'm going to give her credit, but mm-hmm. Gloria Kossi is one of those people who yeah. did that for me, yeah. right? You know, she's believed in me. She's pushed me. Mm-hmm. So, but I didn't have enough women around me doing that for me. Not that I had beef with other women. They were good to me, but mm-hmm. not necessarily from a mentorship. Let's go. Let's go. You've got this. So I had to be very conscious of, I need to do this for anybody yeah. who's coming up. Anybody yeah. who's, who, and without even imposing it, because I know I don't have it all figured out. You know, you've had to, Hold my oh, hand and pull me at some point. Yeah. So I'm also very aware of that. I also need to learn from Maria. Maria yeah. is not a threat. Maria has strengths that I don't. And I should be able to draw from that. Yeah. Right. So I think I just got to a point where I was like, uh-uh. You're not going to be that good. I've always been so grateful that you and I have a, such a good relationship because I would always feel like we're so similar. You started Hauna Live. Mm. Three months later, I did Round Live. Yeah. And I was so afraid that people might put us against one another. But none, none of that actually happened. None, I think yeah. because of our age differences and yeah. just the kind of uh, person, and personality. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so recently, so I'm, I hope I'm, I'm allowed to share this. Yeah, of course. Yes. Of course, so please. she has something, something coming up, you know, very soon. I think probably by this is, uh, it'll be out. Yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. Is it going to be the same? How can we be different? Yeah. And you told me about what you're working on and what I'm working on now, this podcast. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we're actually so different. We're very different. Yeah. yeah. We're very different. Yeah. And that's it. Just appreciating that and celebrating yeah. diversity because I think that's another thing. If we view each other as fighting for the same space, yes. you know what I mean? Even mm. by the next person by the next person. You know what I mean? So even from Gerard, because this industry is very, you know, uh, what do you call it? It's not all about the pretty center, about the right? Booty. It's all about the booty. It's all about, it's very superficial. There's that, that yeah. you can't run away from. Yeah. But even then, everyone offers something different, guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a look, a signature look mm. and style that you know Rhea will bring that the next person's on. Yeah. So, yeah. so why should I then, from a personality, from yeah. a character, flair perspective, I know even on stage, mm. I'd be comfortable hosting an event with you yeah, because I know yeah. we're not competing for anything. We're they, just bringing different... They would never yeah. let us. 
No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> they always want a woman and a man. And a man. Like, they I can't know. put I two know. ladies together. I know. I know. Have you, how have you felt or rather dealt with like rejection from MC oh. gigs particularly? I want to talk about that one. We'll talk about radio, TV. The MC world mm-hmm. is a new thing right now. That's just like, yeah. it's, it's popping. Yeah. You know, and you have been in the game for so many years. Yeah. You need to tell me how you manage with the rejection, girl. Yeah. This particular yeah. event and they go with someone else. Or if it's, like, especially with me, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I really want this. And mm. they go somewhere, I'm like, guys, like, I really wanted that. Right? Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I, I want to be very honest with you. It's, it's, that's one of the <laughs> toughest things I've had to navigate. Just <laughs> but you're like, but I really wanted that. But like, you know what I mean? It's okay. It's okay. Let her do it. And also then fighting to not then be bitter. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I could have done, you know, I should, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I'm constantly battling with self and yeah. just trying to say, uh-uh, we're going to get, no, 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 no. So it's hard. It's really hard. And in my case, I'm more comfortable uh, with presenting. Yes. Right? Yes. Conversations, news, Radio than I am with the stage and audience. You told me that I don't like she live audiences. Told me that right? I cannot be MC. It does not come natural to me. I'm like, we're in the balance. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. What even did you just see when you're in that blue seat? Like, what are yeah. you talking about? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So, so, so I think the rejection in my case, I personalize it so much because I'm already doubting that like, yeah. my skills where that is concerned you know what i mean what i've got to offer in that space yeah. it's one of those things i'm seeing just happened to me yet again because mm. i was in the industry and it was just one of those things that you know then would come as a ripple effect yes. oh she's on tv oh can you come MC? i started because i also needed the money yeah so yeah. i i think only now am i comfortable enough to say okay so i know the kind of events that i would nail yeah. and i want to gravitate to more those. towards you know what yeah. i mean because I, it's not something that i enjoy doing yeah. so imagine now the moment you reject you it's a yeah cuz hey we told you we told you yeah, so not it's, hard. it's hard i've just yeah. had to now how to get it it's a constant conversation That's in tough. my head for the girl they easy enough to go around yeah. you know and it's okay. Just what it, things happen as they should. Mm-hmm. What's meant for you will not miss you. Baby. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to talk about money. <gasps> money. <laughs> Which money? <laughs> <laughs> the one you're making in Dubai. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought that would be the mother of the Dubai. I thought that would be the Anyways, yeah. So I mean, you you're in the media space. I won't lie to you. I'm gonna be very frank with you. Yeah. Uh, after I finished from five, I was like, I want to do media, and my parents were like, "You're joking." So I applied go UB accounting. I applied go Limco for um, broadcasting, and my and then I got accepted. My mom was like, well, "You went to waste people's ink and paper and your time." I was mm. like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> anyway, went into UB, did accounting because then I was like, "Okay, I just don't want to be poor. Like, I don't want to be poor." in gaps. I'm like, Mm-mm, "Nah, guys, I, I want to live a good life." Yeah. But you have been in the industry making it. Of course, there's been rough moments, but how many? You're now in your forties. I'm turning forty in two weeks. Yeah. Yes. So how have you managed to keep afloat financially? What are some of the principles that you've had to now, you've made mistakes and now you're like, okay, when I get an MC, this is what I did, this is what, you know, just so, because... 
kuna rough and i feel like for me i've noticed that the industry does have um it's lucrative yeah you just need yeah. to be smart about it so i want to find out from you that so, journey financially let me tell you the mm. the honest truth there is trying to depend on the industry as your sole income source is hard yeah. right especially yeah. one element of it for instance yeah. mc yeah. right mm. no you can't yeah because no matter how frugal you are with your coin mm. It's not enough. Yes. I think you would know. We yeah. get ne- our rates, or, you know, get negotiated mm. down. So half the time, you're not necessarily getting enough to sustain yourself, especially for months. Because Ghana, the thing about MC is that it's not within our control. Mm. And I had to reach a point where I want. I was conscious about creating other income streams, okay. right? Whether within the the media space yeah. or outside the media space. Yeah. So, you know, at some point I had to diversify even within the social media space. Yes. We're very fortunate right now to have, space. you know, influencer space, brand mm-hmm. collaborations. That has really, really worked in, you know, yeah. my favor because yeah. then part of it was building, um, you know, a following on social media. Yes. I wasn't conscious, I wasn't intentional about it in the beginning, yes. but at some point I had to really see what it was and what it could do for me and be a little intentional in the consistency yeah. struggle with social media. Yeah. But, you know, that has really worked, you know, mm. for me in my favor. But where I am right now, one of the biggest lessons I've learned is diversify, diversify, diversify. Yeah. But I'm in such a, you know, great place right now and I'm like, I don't want to take it for granted. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm now able to do even consultancy work. Yes. Another space that I had to move into, I don't trust my expertise, but I just had Wow. to do it wow i had to do it i was like let me grow up 16 years later you yeah. know back then i'm like no i have to go into this yeah. space so so now there's so much to do and i'm finally comfortable i'm not rich i'm yeah. not making it not even half as much as i'd like to yeah. but i'm comfortable and yeah. i can see now that you know What's like going on i'm heading somewhere you yeah. know what i mean I'm, I'm i'm able to start accumulating you know now i can talk about starting to invest mm. so and i'm grateful for the season yeah. right and i think it came with wisdom as a result of all the mistakes and just all the 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 gruesome grueling you oh know experience that I had to go through yeah. due to this industry yeah, yeah. wow it oh my gosh girl. but we love it yeah I do I love it yeah I just feel like I want to stop it you want to stop really yeah I and do. why would you want to do that um hey gala hey but you know people feel like they own you where are you why him come do more i get tired i, I don't want to do this do you know like i don't want to yeah, do this yeah, i don't want to post yeah. for you i don't i don't want yeah. to come do more yeah. I'm, I'm good you know i'm very good so but doesn't that mean then that we need to have these honest conversations more the it's a game. I get tired of showing and giving so much of myself. I'm only human. This and people are always yeah, wanting yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, they're always yeah. wanting more. So I think <laughs> maybe we 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 played into the narrative. Yeah. Oh, they have it all together. Oh, they have money. Yeah. Oh, you see them everywhere. Oh, they have nice lives. Oh, they. Have, we are not content, right? Thank I think you. at some point you also need to just express that you know what i may be a create content creator but it's work yes. but i cannot always be content guys i have moments where i just want to so I, i'm in that phase i'm in that space so i think i've gotten to a point where i also also as a business you know move decide okay maybe i need to just let go of my social yes. media and allow Let's somebody to, to 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 manage it yeah yeah it's, it's okay because i can't yeah. no i can't now with social media 
no, it's, it's hard. <laughs> but I also realized the importance of it. So I'm yeah. like, okay, let me, and thanks to your advice as well, yeah. you know, helping me, you know, get that to in order. People. Absolutely. I think I've seen the importance of a team. That's it. Because I think Hounso, because I'm like a year, no? So now you're just like, Ish, I don't know. This thing of like showing my whole life is just starting to. I don't want. I don't want to show but you what I'm doing. I don't want to show you, you what I'm Do you know how much we love it? I don't. We love it. I told my team like, I want hawker to go here and go linting over there and shoot the kapa. That's mm. fine. Now yeah. cook because I want to cook. Yeah. Why not? I shoot the kapa. Mm. No, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. But it's so unfortunate that you get to these points of like fatigue or industry fatigue or whatever when it's fruitful for you. Imagine. Imagine. When at it's the most critical point, right? Yeah. So I guess also it speaks to and making. A business decision at yes. certain points. Now saying, okay, this is not about us. My brother has said that to me, and mm. I, I really—that's when I also then learned, you know, the value of a team. He said to me at some point, mm. you need to separate yourself from the Hana brand. Yes. You need to understand that this is a business, yeah. and you can't be emotional about every little decision. <laughs> so, and the only way you can do that is to get people on board yeah. who actually want to exploit this brand. Yes, whether you are conscious, whether you you like yes. that or not, but see you and like, people who see money, thank you. Mm-hmm. Then they'll be able to say, but. This is where we're taking the brand. It's not about my yes. so You know what I mean? Yeah. Because for, for, but of course, if you want to exit the industry, yes. then I understand. But yes. if you want to continue and sustain, you know, your brand and your existence, yes. and that's where a team comes in. And you're yeah. right. If anything, they should come yeah. record you yeah. cooking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe if anything, be very, unfortunately, that's what happens behind the scenes. Mm. Shoot. What do you call binge shoot? Yes, and then yes, all that relax and then relax. Wow, but yeah, I don't know what that thing Hana. has to be done. Have- but thank you very much. <laughs> we can go on and on. I'm know, like, but I'm happy with the conversation that we had today. Yeah. Um, I really wanted this for you, and I want to give you your flowers right here on the camera. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> Look, because you've been such a big sister, and we say big sister, sister who did it Ours has been such a real one, and I feel like no, everyone has. in your life yeah. has seen you do that. Um, from quotes, Ria, um, Hana, how should I quote this? Yeah. You are so honest with that. And someone else can feel like, is that good for you business-wise? But I feel like you've really helped a whole lot of us. Mm. And in the way that you've also still kept on. Because what's Hana's is Hana's. That's it. You know? Um, so thank you so much for taking my calls. All giving time. me all the advice um, being someone that I can always be honest really honest with and yeah. say this is how I really feel yeah, yeah. Um, and allowing me to be me but at the same time saying eh, mm. let's go let's keep going so, and you've done that for me and I'm yeah. so grateful like you know there was a very very critical point that I literally was like I was I think I'd hit rock bottom yeah. and you pulled me out of that yeah. you pulled me out of that and I'll forever be grateful yeah. and indebted to you but you're one of the reasons I'm still going yeah. you know what I mean because yeah. at that point I was like I can't find the fish up and you're like yeah. no no let's go let's go let's go I'll hold your hand yeah. so I appreciate and that's authentic sisterhood that you're talking about you mm. know what I mean I appreciate that as well yeah. and like I'm saying even the sister big sister thing mm. you have acted as a big sister yeah. at some yeah. point so I don't yeah. do it from a place of oh I'm giving hey it's also because no, I doubt it you know it's mutually beneficial like I really appreciate like that <laughs> imagine no so <laughs> you've been doing this that's she says all the time and I'm like that's not true <laughs> Hana thank you so Girl, much thank you for I love you so much thank you, thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you
you, baby. <laughs> yeah, that was how na live, how na dintwe, how na my sister Wani. Okay, <laughs> I'm sharing her with you guys. That's fine. It's okay. You know, I literally let you in in our calls today. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, make sure you comment. Let me know what your thoughts are about this conversation. Um, did you love it? You know, it was intriguing for you. And yeah, keep listening. Keep tuning. My name is Rachel Kopi. Hashtag Rayon A on TV, online, on stage, and certainly oh. everywhere. 